So you wonder now, ladies and gentlemen, what's the uh, what is that quarter worth of beer, Mister? Mm. Uh, you wonder now what's the future of this team? I mean, you can't come. You got to be together in this tag team division in this company. A, a title reign of 228 days comes to an end. That's impressive as hell. Yes, it is. And Omega walking out on on Hangman Page, and perhaps this is the end. Hello and welcome to the War Report. I just hit one of the greatest get there's in Tony Hawk history, and I'm here with a very special guest. Very, very special. Uh, part of ESPN Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg. I'm very surprised that he agreed. It's that guy, Greg. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? What's going on? I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, I'm happy that you're here as well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I can't right. complain. All right. As good as people can be doing with the COVID and all of that. Yeah, uh, for 2020 standards, like getting by is good enough. (laughs) But uh, you are an infamous, well, I wouldn't say infamous, but you are a a truther, or you tell the truth about what AEW does, which most people really don't. And that's why I thought it would be perfect to have you on the show for one of the AEW pay-per-views. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I I want AEW to be what they told me they would be. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the only thing. They they make a lot of promises, lofty promises, and then they just generally don't end up delivering on them. Yes, and we're we're gonna get a, a lot into that with a lot of signings and champions and headaches <laughs> that happened over the weekend but uh all out four hours long i thought that was yeah. kind of crazy yeah we're, sorry we're just gonna get into it but yeah uh, let's, let's <laughs> jump right in this is the war report man everybody your audience is familiar with how this goes right now right nxt yeah. AEW, the week that was and just mm-hmm. had the head reviews and it's it's been a weird couple we uh three weeks so far with you know AEW being on, randomly being on Thursdays and NXT being on Tuesdays and like both shows having pay-per-views like uh kind of like back-to-back weeks so yeah it's been a lot and I'm trying not to go over time this time around so uh no nah, really this is your show this is your show <laughs> but uh AEW uh AEW all out a very very long show when it started approaching midnight I just started looking at my clock and I was just like hey man <laughs> let's wrap yeah. it up uh the review the review on cage match which is just a site that I frequent often this is the lowest rated uh AEW pay-per-view and I'm glad people are being very honest about it yeah I mean so, rightfully so yeah and we have the broke uh, the tooth and nail match, which I predicted last week would take place in a dentist's office, and I didn't believe that it would actually take place in a dentist's office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- thoughts I, about the match? I, I like that match a little. I mean, I saw it got panned a lot, but I, I liked mm-hmm. it. I thought it was interesting. I mean, the cinematic matches are tough, right? Because they take away the mm-hmm. things that these wrestlers rely on a lot, which is the crowd and the live atmosphere and this and that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with that being taken away, I think they still, they did all right. It wasn't going to be like this five-star classic, mm-hmm. classic match. Just the fact that it's not taking place in a wrestling ring. 
yeah requires more imagination but but i liked it yeah i i liked it a lot i love the finish where uh brit baker stabs herself with novocaine i know that's a yeah. bit extreme but you know uh the novocaine act quickly and then big swell was able to get the pin as you said, it's, it wasn't going to be a classic or any like five star stuff. So I was just looking to be entertained, and they did. Yeah, I liked it. It was uh, a decent opener. I think you know Tony Khan being bullied into putting it on the actual <laughs> show was a mistake. Like just leave it where it was on the pre-show for free. Let that be the last thing you see <laughs> on free TV instead of like the first thing you see on the pay-per-view was bad placement, but good match what i would have preferred was i don't uh i missed the pre-show because i took a nap prior to the show but i wish the the dark order dustin road matt cardona score oh there was just like so many people in the match i really wish that was on the pre-show because like that happening right before the main event just took all the wind out of my sails and Uh Honestly, I wish that Young Bucks match was on the pre-show, man. If I was redoing it, just because, yeah, they took way too much time. They didn't a lot them. of a lot of these tag matches take up a lot of time, and I know AEW focuses a lot on their tag team division, but four tag matches on the show, yeah, I was getting tired. <laughs> and I, and like you said, man, like they these tag matches took up way too much time i like ftr i like that they pulled out the win mm-hmm. but they didn't need a half an hour with yeah, kenny omega did. hangman page like they didn't i i would have been fine if they did but then the the eight man following up was also really long and yeah. i just thought that was like really confusing like the tag team championships probably should have just had the most time out of all the uh the tag matches but it is what it is. Did Young Bucks get a win to prove that they're serious over Jungle Express, who loses all the time? Uh, Lance Archer wins in a battle royale. That's not that great. <laughs> no, it wasn't that great. And honestly, <laughs> you know, people are going to hate hate me for this. This might be your most hated <laughs> episode. But, but I mean, why is AEW doing a battle royale or battle royale, excuse me, where, you know, the prize is the number one contender for the championship? You know, you, mm-hmm. you have a ranking system. So hey. they always jump to the battle royals. You have a ranking system. There shouldn't be a mystery as to who who's next in line. There's a ranking system. So now the battle royal winner, battle royale <laughs> winner, excuse me, just jumps the line over this ranking system that you told us would be so important and so <laughs> monumental to what you're trying to do, man. Like, I, hey. <sighs> I've been saying that since January. Since January. And when Brian Cage came in at the uh, for the casino ladder match at the last second, everybody was fine with that. I, I like Brian Cage, so I thought it was okay. But MJF, who was undefeated since January, didn't receive his title shot till last weekend. Yeah, and it's gone in a flash. And then, like, you know... Again, what's the point of these <laughs> rankings if people can just skip the line with the with the, a win in one multi man match? I I really wish that they would just scrap it because it only applies to when we don't know what we're gonna do next. So yeah. put somebody and it uh it really works a lot with the women. Like with the women, they always like interchange that. And even when the champion lost, there's still n- 
a number one contender because they're still high in the rankings. And I was just like, there's an issue there because people are going to want their rematch, you yeah. know? And there's also the qual- the mystery quality of wins that uh, that's also there. Which- <laughs> since yeah. January, since January, it just it's, doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Um, we're going to go into the big controversial match here, Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy. Uh-huh. We're just going to skip right into it. They should have just stopped the match. Yeah, agreed. I, I have a lot, a lot of thoughts on this match too. I mean, the obvious one is that they should have stopped the match, but like, mm-hmm. you know, AEW is really at fault on this one. If there's a time to hold their feet to the fire, this is it because, you know, he hits the he hits the ground, his head bounces off of the ground. Black. He gets up. Yeah, basically, if the he gets up, he can't walk. Um, he probably doesn't know where he is. Mm-hmm. You know, the referee throws up the X twice. No, twice. People the don't first talk time about she throws her it up. Going up twice. Yeah, the first time she throws it up, nobody comes mm-hmm. to help. Then he's trying to continue. She throws it up again. The doctor finally jumps in, and then within two minutes, the match is started back up. Yeah, restarted. And then he's allowed to like climb scaffolding and take bumps and things like that. I mean, it's a last man standing match, right? So, mm-hmm. yes, she threw up the X, but... It could have ended in a no contest. It could have ended right there. And or then have to rematch later. Her ten count. You know, her 10 count was, mm-hmm. was... She took her time with it. Um, <laughs> but for some you know, reason, Matt Hardy had to win here and getting the younger talent over. God was trying to intervene and say, hey, man, just put the young man over. Do yeah. the thing. And for some reason, he should have. He still won the match. I think everybody should have just called an audible. Just call an audible. Yeah. Just let Matt Hardy lose, and then have him work in. You know, well, they don't have a writing team, so he can't really necessarily do that. Yeah, but you know, tag matches or something. Keep him out of the ring. Uh, but that's that would have been the perfect time to do it. Sammy Guevara could have got a really nice win here and use that momentum. But now. Matt Hardy gets that momentum and then he's gone because yeah. on on Wednesday last night he says he has to go and recover but never <laughs> says what he has from to what? recover yeah. from. He never said what. <laughs> and never said that, he was injured or hurt. And that's the thing that's killing me is because you know he's clearly concussed, right? Mm-hmm. First they come out and say, you know, the match continued because Matt Hardy said he was okay. And then they no. were like, <laughs> then they were like, oh, he he passed the concussion test. They would never just let a wrestler wrestle because they say he's okay. But it's like in two minutes he passed whatever they were doing and mm-hmm. he was back to work. It like it doesn't when make sense doc- that he would have passed that fast. When the doctor like basically put him on his two feet and just like waved his finger and it was just like, oh, okay, you're good. Like yeah, this- in less than a minute. Like what is your what is the I'm. I don't know what like the CTE or concussion protocol is, but like I'm sure it can't be assessed in that like amount of time. Just well, this ridiculous. That's the funny thing too, right? Because with everything else, right? AEW peels back the curtain. They're like, "This is who we talked to. This is what we said. This is the extent of blah blah blah." But then mm-hmm. when it's time to discuss what happened with Matt Hardy, silence. It's shrouded in mystery. Mm-hmm. And also but- is what. With Tony Khan going on Twitter saying, Matt Hardy's fine. And then Matt Hardy's wife going, no, he's not. Yeah. And like, oh, he definitely didn't have a concussion. 
But then what's he recovering from? <laughs> it's just like his shoulder back. Like, what is it? You know what I mean? Like, and I think them denying them allowing the match to go on is dangerous. And then them denying that he had a concussion mm-hmm. or any other type of injury is like equally dangerous. And they already denied it. So they can't come back and say, oops, mm-hmm. yeah, he did. Like, that opens <laughs> up a whole can of worms that they probably yeah. don't want to deal with. But I mean, everybody who watched saw. Yeah, he was concussed. We all know what it looks like at this point, and the match should have stopped. And yeah, the fact that they just continued is ridiculous. And I don't know why they wouldn't just put the younger man over. Like I even just like booking wise, I thought it was like insane. And then for him to climb the scaffolding, also insane. And people would just rather be mad about this whole TikTok real name situation. Yeah, getting uh uh. Andrew Wang involved, and I'm just like, there's a man could cuss, and like, <laughs> nobody's yeah, his like talking is, about it. His life is in danger, and it's just like, they, that, they, that's just wild to me. You know what I mean? They they plan on him to come back. Don't do that. Do not no. do that. <laughs> no, it's honestly, over. and a lot of the you know it was disappointing to see a lot of the the discourse around this to basically devolve into like what aboutism. You know, mm-hmm. people brought up. Charlotte and Kyrie and the tag match, I think that was in December. Yeah. And then people bought up the match on Monday. It was an eight-man tag, and it's just like, first of all, this is a one-on-one match, right? Mm-hmm. What happened in these multi-man matches is you work around the person. They're off to the side, and then the other people can work, can speed to the end, mm-hmm. um, and you get out of the situation. In a one-on-one match, the only way to do that is to just literally stop it. Like, nobody mentioned the Randy Orton-Daniel Bryan match where they stopped it and then ended the match suddenly. And then so much so that Daniel Bryan got mad and yelled at Triple H in the back. Mm -hmm. But that was a one-on-one match, and he got concussed, and they made the only move that you make in that situation versus, you know, let's pause it and continue it and then risk Matt even more. People like to forget. People like to act like they've never seen wrestling before. Uh, but yeah, those are all fair points. And Godspeed for Matt Hardy on his recovery. But please, just stop. Like, yeah. Just, I, I think I think it's time to hang it up. I'm just sorry, but I think you know, so too. He 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 wanted Sammy like give Sammy Guevara the rub, but. Doesn't give him the win. Uh, I think <laughs> very awful. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna go into the women's match here: Thunder Rosa versus Sukarashita. I love Thunder Rosa here. I think if she would have won, it would have been a breath of fresh air. But Hikarashita won wins, and the AEW women's division is the same as always, unpredictable <laughs> and nothing <laughs> really. It was. It was a really good match, though. I'll give them that. I didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. out of either one of these women. And so... Thunder Rosa was really good. Yeah. They, I don't know how often they fought each other. I don't know if this was their first match. It looked, they looked like they had some chemistry. They looked really comfortable mm-hmm. with each other. And I think this was probably one of the best matches of the night in terms of, like, work rate and just keeping mm-hmm. the action moving and everything like that. The, uh, it, it was a very different match. Uh, 
after all getting bombarded with all these multi-man and tag matches. Uh, it was it was really nice to just get a breath of fresh air here. I don't know what the NWA AEW partnership is, but Thunder Rosa will be back. Uh, I, I I wish she would have won the belt. I think that would have been really great because uh, Akara Shido really doesn't do it for me. Like, I think she's really great, but like AEW just hasn't really done anything with her. So like, I kind of just don't really care for her. It would have been cool though to see her like win it and mm-hmm. just take it to NWA and like parade it around the world with, with that championship and give it some legitimacy there. But mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, it's like, that's that old school booking of you're not going to come into the territory and then be our <laughs> champion. Even though like, we no way. invited you over. Like, yeah, no way. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just glad that Thunder Rosa will be back and she will be defending her NWA championship next week against Ivelisse on Wednesday or Thursday. God knows. Uh, NBA playoffs and stuff like that. Um, Dustin Rhodes and Friends for, uh, beats Dark Order and Dustin gets a championship shot. Matt Cardona looks the same as yeah. always. That's all I can say. This match really doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about it too, your point about it being on free TV makes sense too, especially if, like, if he's going to go after the TNT championship, why not have this air on, on TNT mm-hmm. with- and then just, you know, move the story along that way. And then uh, fast forwarding just a little bit to AEW this week, Dustin gets his title shot with uh, with Brody Lee. He loses. There's two minutes on the show, and then AEW cuts into this very weird commercial that everybody is just like, what the hell is this? But it is what it is. Um, game show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, FTR versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. I'm not. I like it's FTR, good. man. I can't knock him. <laughs> I I do like him as well, but I don't know if I like this as much as I like the Young Bucks match uh, a few months back. Uh, dates are shaky for me, but I did like this a lot. But I did feel the burnout from all the other tag matches that were on the show. I think yeah. that's the only like knock that I can really give this match. I thought it was just fantastic tag team stuff. Yeah, and I appreciate that they tried to tell the story more of uh, you know, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and that dissension, but I'm still mm-hmm. confused as to why Kenny Omega is so upset with Hangman. I could get the Young Bucks like he, you know, yeah. he cost them their shot, screwed them over completely. They want him out of the elite, but he fought really hard for for Kenny Omega and for those tag mm-hmm. titles. Yeah, I, I'm not really I guess it's because like Kenny Omega feels alone and this is why I just been pitching that Kenny Omega should join the Dark Order because he feels alone and he feels like he doesn't have his friends because the Young Bucks are doing their own thing. Hangman likes FTR more than he really likes Kenny or like he relates to them more. Right. And then Kenny is just like, Oh, I'm just here. Like my friends are around, but like nobody's like sitting at the table with me. And, and the Young Bucks didn't even leave with him, too, when he trying to bounce mm-hmm. and, like, get them to get into the car. They, I don't know yeah. what they had better to do, but. <laughs> they had to clean up, you know? Yeah, he was like, <laughs> they weren't having it. He, I don't, I don't know where Kenny went, but he just left. And I think that would have been a cool time for at least to have somebody in the Dark Order, like, at least in the background or confront him and, like, kind of sway him over. 
he says he's going to return to singles competition. Good luck. Because <laughs> I don't really know what's going to be going on in this division. I th- Hopefully I don't it's not s- too late, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, people were hoping for Kenny Omega, this killer, like this, you know, best mm-hmm. bout machine. And we haven't gotten that AEW yet. He said he's he said he's going to bring it this Wednesday. He said, I'm going to give the people what they want. And I really just think that this is just the countdown ticker to his match with Hangman Page. The same way as this FTR win is just a countdown for their match to the Bucks. Like, it yeah. all leads up to that. So, whatever matches happen from then till now don't really matter to me. Word. <laughs> uh, Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. I think this match is awful. Uh, yeah. Just, I mean, them just, whoa, I'm gonna fall. No, whoa, I'm gonna fall. And then, Jericho just falls, puts him over, and then Orange Cassidy's back to the mid card. Yeah, this match did more for Jericho than it did for Orange Cassidy. Honestly, like mm-hmm. it, Jericho is bad. I'm <laughs> sorry, he is bad. He's not good in the ring. He is he's as good as he ever was on the mic. Mm-hmm. But he's just not good in the ring. And like this demo god stuff and this breaking the fourth wall stuff is just it's I gotta have, stop. Like I have the same problem with like the demo god stuff, the same like when Finn Balor does his like very like meta promos and stuff like that. Like not a fan of either. But yeah. I, I'm just gonna put this into perspective is that Orange Cassidy is back to the mid card. Jericho is on his way to being a tag team champion or like he's inserting himself into the tag team division, you know, mm-hmm. like step down or not. God, like whatever you want to see it as, but like he said, he has championship aspirations. Orange Cassidy didn't say anything. Well, that's, so. why, that's why I said it did more for Jericho than it did for orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like Jericho said, Oh, I came here to help younger guys and put them over and make them stars. And so like, just by being in the ring with me, Orange Cassidy's a star, and it's like the I, the match was awful. And then, yes, but, but if you, I think he's right though. I think he's right though. Well, that's why For, I say he is right. Mm-hmm. It helps, but it but it helps him though. He gets okay, to say, yeah, "Oh, yeah. by being in the ring with me, you get the rub, and you know now there's more eyeballs on you." But then, when you are not with them anymore, sure, people mm-hmm. know the name Orange Cassidy. But was the match so great that they're going to be checking for Orange Cassidy? Like, do these young guys get to show how much they can do, or are people just on to the next person that's feuding with Chris Jericho? That is you know definitely what, I mean? like, what it is. It's yeah. on to the next. Because I don't know. People want it, but I don't know how great it's going to be. Orange Cassidy does have a record to challenge for the AEW uh, championship, but do we really want to see him versus John Moxley? Like, do. Before well, first he people has to win a battle out. royal or a ladder match. <laughs> <laughs> now, before people freak out, I know everybody likes Orange Cassidy, but like, let's be really real here: is he championship material? I don't think no. so. <laughs> I, I really don't think so. Uh, I like him a lot, but I don't want to see a program versus Cassidy. I mean, uh, him and Moxley. Yeah, like, Moxley, that's just yeah. not something I want to see. And speaking of John Moxley, 
He beats MJF. I don't know if MJF is going to come back or not. Uh, Moxley just goes on like <laughs> as normal because I don't see Moxley ever going back to the mid card. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to beat MJF though. I thought if there was ever a time for him to drop the championship, mm-hmm. now would be the time. If there was ever a person, you know, MJF yeah. would be that person. I was shocked that Moxley went over. Pleasantly surprised, I'd say, because I, I like Mox. I liked him when he was Dean Ambrose. Um, and he's basically the same guy. Like, yeah, let's just call it. A, He's basically the same guy. So if you if you hated Dean Ambrose and you like Mox, the only thing that you could possibly be yes. is that you're just sticking it to WWE somehow. And I I I don't like either. So <laughs> I, I I kept I kept the same energy regardless yeah, of the name exactly. change. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping the same energy. I like Dean. I like Mox. So you know I'm pleasantly surprised that he's still the champ. But um, I thought MJF like this was his time to shine. Yeah, I'm going to do something different with the table because like Jericho, Mox, and then Cody with the TNT Championship and Brody, those are all WWE guys. The tag team champions, all WWE guys. Mm-hmm. You know, for AEW to finally be like, listen, um, what we created and what we built to, we've realized our mission statement within one year or like a little over a year. The perfect mm-hmm. way to encapsulate that would be to make the top guy totally new star that they mostly created fully outside of the WWE sphere of influence and give it to MJF, mm-hmm. but, but they didn't, I mean, they still have time to do it, but this was a perfect time. Yeah, it, it would have been a perfect time, but it's just also the fact I wanted MJF to win as well, but I'm just like, what do you do with John Moxley after with him being kind of like your hottest guy in the company? Like, what do you do with him if he's not the champion? I mean, honestly, you do, because they fell into the same trap that WWE fell into with Moxley, right? They told us he's deranged, mm-hmm. he's lunatic, anything can happen with John Moxley, but then, like, anything doesn't happen. Like, the predictable stuff sort of <laughs> happens, which, I, again, I'm fine with, but, like, AEW can do the thing that WWE didn't do and actually give us a deranged madman. Which yeah. doesn't work as a as a baby face, so have him lose his cha- lose his championship, and then descent to madness. Him, exactly, it would have been okay. it would have been perfect. I like that. Normally, when I say "What do you do with Moxley if he's not champion?" people just go, oh, "Shit, I don't know." But I like that. That that is a great idea. Uh, he can turn it up with the blood and you know the blood and guts, and you know he can yeah. do all that stuff. Like he does it as champion, but like. You know, he can go back to, you know, the old John Moxley, uh, you know, CZW, John Moxley, if he exactly. loses the championship. That guy that we and haven't seen in years. That we thought, what they say. We, <laughs> what we thought uh, people were going to get when he left, but <laughs> yeah, right. he's, he's been playing it safe. The one time that you got the John Moxley of old was for the Kenny Omega death match, and people didn't really yep. like it. So... I, th- I thought it was okay. I just thought it was too long. But uh, that's all it is. And people say all the time, like, throw the championship on a guy and then see if they sink or swim. You know? They say that, but when it happens, everybody's just like, oh, I don't know about this. But yeah. I definitely think MJF would have been the guy for everybody to just be like, this is okay. I accept this. Yeah. I don't think it would have been, like, great, like, earth-shattering, but... But like, like you mm-hmm. said, I think people would have been okay with it. And I think he would have done fine as champion. And and it would have done something to separate AEW from 
WWE. They wouldn't have felt like WWE's fourth brand with mm-hmm. MJF at the helm. <laughs> uh, the only non-XWWE person are the women, and yeah. they don't give the women any shine, which sucks. Yeah. But it is what it is. But that is all out. I didn't like the show. I would say there's probably like two good matches on the show. Watching it in full was definitely a drag because four hours, yeah. I, I didn't enjoy that. And I mean, the excuses that I saw online for <laughs> All Out 2 is just absurd. Like the humidity was one that I saw that I saw one. Oh was like, my God. He slipped off the ropes because it's hot outside. Please spare me. Maybe. <laughs> Or, or even me. like, even like I saw when it was like you know the crowd wasn't into it because of the humidity. It's really hot. It's just like, have you not <laughs> been to like a basement party where like it's, it's packed wall <laughs> no. to wall and it's just hot? Wrestling fans like will go to parties. And it's messy and it's just like, <laughs> no, people are still into it. Like the 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 heat and humidity has never, even like WrestleMania is like, mm-hmm. they they are insanely hot in some places. You know concerts i went to a concert it was jay-z and justin timberlake at yankee stadium i felt like i was oh, baking in there, but it was just like it was a good concert too but it was just goes back to the point of like the humidity doesn't mm-hmm. stop people from having a good time yeah. you, you energy are, you good are. energy is good energy you know exactly i just feel like you know i know they are the tag team company but they just beat everybody over the head with tag team matches yeah and that didn't need to be the case and more AEW talk for AEW Dynamite. I'm going to make you wait for NXT. <laughs> it'll right. be it's, called the main, it's called the main event, people. <laughs> it, it'll be a good finish line for us. Um, as we said earlier, Matt Hardy retires. Well, not retires. Uh, has to go home to recover. Recover from what? From a mystery <laughs> ailment. Yeah. Uh, formerly known as Rusev debuts as Mero. Uh, Kip Saban's best man. I didn't like the segment until he showed up. And I like Same. that they are only friends because they both stream on Twitch. <laughs> Same. That's, that's, that's what I, I really enjoy that. I thought that was funny. I, I, I didn't like the WWE reference because, I mean, oh, it gets tired. Every single person showing up and then it's just like, I was Duh. wrong. <laughs> but... I, I do look think at Rusev it. has the most potential out of the people who mm-hmm. popped up oh. from WWE and just like definitely. Uh, I mean, I feel him because who who hasn't been like slighted by a job with a imaginary brass ring, glass ceiling, promise of promotion, blah blah blah, this and that. Like, it's very relatable. So yeah. like you know, D- uh, Dusty Road stuff like that. So like. That on top of, oh, he's talking shit about WWE. That's fantastic. You know, so it's whatever to me. If that's truly the case, I need to see you as a champion within the next year. Or, you know, a championship. No, I need to see, like, no, I need to see the belt. Like, I need to see the belt on him. I don't even need to see the belt on him, but I need to see those matches, right? Because, like, that too. What are the great WWE seven matches? Now, maybe part of it is because they kept them on a leash, but. <laughs> Maybe part of it is that like he just didn't have it. That's I like too. I like Rusev, but you know, I definitely think his match with AJ Styles was great. 
And that's probably the only like world. Well, that was his only world title shot, and I was really okay with it. Like a lot of the Rusev storylines were just like revolving around Lana, and I always thought that was like always boring. But hopefully now that he doesn't really that she's not around, maybe we can get more creative storylines, and hopefully he is still good in the ring. He should be. I mean, till then. But but I don't need like the brass ring promo and the. <laughs> the I'm underused stuff. It's just like, come on. Hopefully that stops because with Brody Lee, it was just like three weeks. Okay, we're done, and then he like became a made man after that. Well, yeah, made man after that, or like he did a lot of work rehabbing the Dark Order. Uh, so hopefully a lot of those promos stop, and then you know show us what you got. Basically. Yeah. But it can't, it can't be our introduction to every single person. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, I was over here and they weren't using me and now I'm here and I'm going to be the best. And so it's like, just show <laughs> up and do what you got to do, man. Like, because at the end of the day, you know, the audience, there's, there's overlap. People watch WWE and AEW. Yes. And nine times out of 10, when they watch AEW, they're not watching to hear about, What's happening across the street, or what's yeah being done across the street? Deal with what you have on your side of the street. Keep people happy yeah. over there, uh, so that you well, don't have to worry about what them thinking about what's going on in Stanford. Yeah, well, Jericho recently said something. It was just like, worry about your show, and we'll worry like we worry about ours. And we very much know that's not the case. Not at all. And I I hope Mero does well. I think he needs to get away from Kip Saban because Kip Saban doesn't do anything on Dynamite. So uh, I definitely think he has that ball and chain already aligning himself with him. <laughs> I'm just uh, uh, We're just going to have to hope and see. And I, I don't think it was a coincidence that the last time we saw Rusev on WWE was around, around that Lana wedding angle. And then the first time <laughs> we see him in AEW. He's the, best, the best, man best man at the wedding. It's like I I love on. that tweet that's you know uh the bridesmaid but never the bride and I was just like come on guys let's not do that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but he, he literally had a whole wedding segment at some point that the big dog uh came and squashed that cuz you know we don't have time for silly wedding angles. But uh <laughs> good for good for Kip Saban and Penelope Ford for getting married but they were getting engaged, like they were already engaged, like way, like long time ago. But they decided to finally do something with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager squash. Uh, well, I won't say squash, but they beat Joy Janela and Sunny Kiss again. And then Chris Jericho announces that he's going to be joining the tag team division when the inner circle literally already has a tag, has a tag team in team. it. Yeah. But they're fighting over Simone's <sighs> van. Yeah, if you are in, if you are in the inner circle, I think you're doing yourself a great disservice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it is like Jer- Jericho's really just in it for himself. Like, it, it's it's embarrassing. It's true. Uh, it's Wardlow. just so you can say that he oh, he led a faction, honestly. And like you said, mm. the inner circle has a tag team. They have mm-hmm. a great tag team. They have a tag team that I was hoping and, and wishing and praying was signed to WWE so you could see that tag team mm-hmm. versus the Usos, you know, versus the New Day, 
versus the bar who at the time was still an active tag team. But honestly, mm-hmm. it could be Cesaro with anybody. You're going to get a fire tag team out of it. Yeah. And then they went to AEW. And then Jericho and Jake Hager are going to skip the line. Well, for the tag team titles. Jericho, Jericho skipped their skipped the line twice when he formed the uh, the L Sex Gods with Sammy Guevara, and now since Sammy Guevara's out, he's just gonna start it with Jake Hager and just skip him again. And I think that's so just ridiculous. <laughs> and then is AEW gonna go to the well again of like, oh, our group has the tag team titles. There's a legit tag team in the group. What's gonna happen? Is the tag team in the group gonna fight the two single guys who have the tag team titles in the group, or are they gonna? protect the goal blah 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 like you just did this with the young bucks kenny omega hangman mm. page yeah and i don't think happening because oh no greg i just think that the whole uh you're good uh i think just the next well the remainder of the year is literally just going to be leading up to the bucks and the revival like i mean ftr like that's literally where it's going that and match better deliver too because if it doesn't, I'm blaming the box. <laughs> blame the box. I w- it will not be FTR's yeah. fault if that match is trash because yeah. FTR. Let's face it, man. They've been in WWE, and as much as people like to poop on <laughs> WWE, one thing they did was they threw a diversity of teams at at FTR. They had the Usos, they had the New Day, they had AOP. Um, you know what I mean? They had um, DIY. Mm-hmm. So they can go with. Whatever set of tag teams you throw at them, you know they had. Um, who else did they face? They they faced. I think they faced Gallows and Anderson. They faced all they, those guys. In the, they were tag team champions in in the WWE, but you know yeah. everybody likes to forget about that because uh, there so were many so many of teams. So too. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I People forget about their injuries too. Honestly, like that's what kept them on the shelf. They both got injured. Yeah. They both were out for a significant amount of time. Like, uh, they were gonna get called up, and well, they got called up, and then uh, Dash Wilder got injured right away. Then, they got called up and then went right into a feud with the New Day. That's not misused, mm-hmm. and they were getting the better of the New Day, too. That's not misused, yeah. That's like here to make an impact, yeah. And they eventually did, they won it, and then everybody just likes to forget about that, but it is what it is, uh. <laughs> MJF belittles Wardlow, and I think this is a face turn for Wardlow. Uh, MJF said he is not employed by AEW; he is employed by MJF. Yeah. I wonder how that works. <laughs> That's a good. Uh, that was a good. Um, a good little wrinkle, though. Like a good. Yeah. A good factoid to drop in there because it explains so much about about their dynamic. Mm-hmm. That like Wardlow doesn't answer to Tony Khan or anybody else; like he answers to MJF. And I think that's cool, but I we barely say see it heal Wardlow, so I wonder what this face Wardlow is going to be. But wherever they go, they go because Moxley is out of the picture right now. Yeah, Moxley's got to deal with Lance Archer, the battle royale winner who <laughs> jumped spots in the rankings. <laughs> I they like Lance matter. Archer. I like Lance Archer, but them just shoving him on AEW Dark when they really could have just been building him up on the main show. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh FTR will be beating 
Jungle Express's ass again next week because that's all they're good for, just getting their ass beat by more established tag teams. <laughs> Hopefully. Like I said, I can't say this enough. Love FTR. Hopefully. But I could see AEW needing to... I can see AEW trying to give Jungle Express a look and have them get like a shock win over the champs to boost. It, it'd be smart. It'd be smart. Because like you said, they have all these tag teams, but then you bury most of them in like these multi-man matches or things that don't mean anything so that you could just bolster the Young Bucks. It'd, it'd be smart. Let Jungle yeah. Express get the shock win. The last team that got a really shocking win was Private Party over the Young Bucks when AEW was uh, just starting out. And they did nothing with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, And the Revival already, I think they beat Private Party on their way mm-hmm. to these tag team championships so they're not gonna they're not gonna be the ones to get get ftr i think if they i would prefer frankie kazarian and christopher daniels because they're much more established and you know ring veterans i would have preferred to have a match with them but that can always come but uh hopefully they don't get their ass beat and i do like the idea (laughs) of a shock win yeah it'd be smart it'd revitalize the division but uh you know I'm holding out hope. Yes. Maybe uh, they do it, maybe they don't. Prayers. Uh, and that's it for AW. We already went over Kenny Omega saying that he's going to lead into singles competition. Hangman Page says he wants to patch things up. Just intersecting. They're going to crash at some point. Brody Lee beats the hell out of uh, Dustin. I didn't watch the match in full. I was pretty <laughs> unimpressed. Once I saw the, the Canadian Destroyer, I was just like, all right, I'm done. So he beat both the brothers. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I don't know where they're going to go from there. And everybody is talking about this weird new uh, show. It's called uh, The Go Big Show that's yeah. featuring Cody Rhodes. and Or I think he's the host on the show. And I think that he probably knew he was going to do this. So he dropped the title to Brody Lee. But like, if you knew you had to do this show, why didn't you just drop it to anybody else you were squashing weeks to uh, week to week? Yeah. Like Scorpio Sky probably could have had it. That would have been fine. But... Or just keep the title. Like how much you show up on TBS with the TNT Championship. Mm-hmm. Keep it. Show it I... off. The and synergy. Then... <laughs> And then uh, earlier today, John Cena was announced to be hosting Wipeout. So you can't run from it, Cody. You can't run from it. When you see Big John, <laughs> yeah, know what it is, man. <laughs> That's crazy. John Cena's hosting Wipeout now, and then you got the Miz yeah. doing Cannonball. I I like Cannonball. I don't know if you ever seen it, but I like it a I lot. Haven't I haven't watched it. Been- it is a very silly show, and I was very surprised when I saw Roxy from 106 and Park on there. I yeah, was like, I was wait, what? I, was like, <laughs> I, I never seen her in the commercial, so when I saw her, I was just like, oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah, but, the commercials it, are very like, Miz-centric, but like, right? <laughs> I saw, I caught a glimpse of her in the commercial once, and I was just like, that's not Roxy, and then like, I think I saw a tweet at her or something, I was like, oh shit, it is Roxy. Yeah, that's... uh really cool for her to be there but uh the main event who is walking out of nxt super tuesday 2 with the nxt championship around their waist 
Both men running on fumes here, and that is not how you want to be balanced in a precarious position like this. Oh, on no. the top rope. On the top rope. Balor. Oh, my God. 1916 from the top. Balor to the cover. Count. We have a new NXT champion. Super Tuesday 2. Uh, they set up a lot of stuff and ended a lot of things. Uh, Finn Balor is our two-time NXT champion. Yeah. And I love this. Uh, I said it last week. I love that the old guard of NXT are the only people that are like tough enough to get that, uh, you know, the two-time uh, reign. So he's up there with his rival Samoa Joe and one of his friends, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. So. Yeah, and I, I thought it. that was interesting too because Samoa Joe beat Finn to get get one of his reigns. So it's just like it mm-hmm. went from Finn to Joe to Knock, and then you know back and forth between Nakamura and Joe. But like, I think that's cool that that cluster of three men who like mm-hmm. literally passed the first set of NXT championships to each other are now the only two time champions. Like, the three of them can can make mm-hmm. that claim. Yeah. So. Sort of like a, a uh, what would it be? Like, what is it? Like the death row portrait? Yeah, it would just be Finn exactly. Balor, Joe, and she, so uh, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was good real for cool. them. Adam Cole cuts a very face promo after just respecting Finn Balor and you know and stuff. We know they're aligned with Bullet Club having the same, you know, uh, routes coming up, and I think. This is where the you uh, the undisputed era starts getting this conflict because we still haven't seen Adam Cole interact with Bobby Fish, Roger Strong, or Kyle O'Reilly. And surprisingly enough, this week Kyle O'Reilly isn't on the show when Bobby Fish and uh, when Roger Strong has his match. So yeah, and I was gonna say too, you said we haven't seen Adam Cole with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. We haven't seen and uh, Roddy Strong. We haven't seen Kyle either, like since that Drake Maverick moment. Mm-hmm. Of you know him sort of showing mercy while Roddy, so, and, Roddy and Bobby still want a savage future. Future shock might be back, and I I would really like that a lot. Uh, but breaking up the undisputed era that hurt. That hurt a lot. But I do like Roger Strong. I think he's just amazing. I'm worried about Bobby Fish if they break up. Not that he's like bad or anything, but like him without Kyle O'Reilly, I'm worried about that. I mean, it might be good for him, though, honestly, because, like, the four of those guys, the one thing they can say is that they are, they are like, a legendary group in that mm-hmm. break them apart, you got people who can all be world champion. You put them together, and then, like, mm-hmm. they dominate all the gold. It's it's just incredible to watch. Um, but, yeah, Fuchsia Shock... Bobby and Roddy as a tag team. I don't think I've seen that even on the indies though. Like oh, that's the probably. intriguing thing to me. Yeah, I'm I'm curious if they're gonna become a tag team and you know still just don the name undisputed air or they still might, you know, do single stuff from time to time. And if they're gonna like start doing a lot of single stuff, I'm gonna be worried for Bobby Fish. Yeah, I mean I think Bobby Fish can go. I think he's I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. The thing is just about him being so injury prone that you don't know. Yeah, that that's the worry part. I like Bobby be. Fish a lot. 
Yeah, I like him I too. It's just his legs, you know what I mean? Like, you just hope he can keep his legs <laughs> under him because he's just injury prone. Mm, very I think he'll be fine. But hopefully throughout the – probably starting next week, we'll probably start seeing the descent in uh, the fall of the Undisputed Era. And if – number one contender for the NXT championship, who do you think it should be? The first contender? I mean, I don't know. Not I don't think it should be any of those guys that were in the in the fatal four way. It should definitely be, not. Shouldn't be one of those guys. But it's like NXT is in such a rebuilding phase too, man. Like instantly, I really don't know. Insane. Uh, got a new champion, then they just had to rebuild the house all over again. That's really yeah, unfortunate. Because I, I felt like Finn would be the one to take it from Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, that he would have to go into the demon mode to do it, but now that he already has it, and Carrion Cross is not coming back, I just don't see who that first feud um, really is. Timothy Thatcher's already got his hands tied. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damian Priest, you know, Bronson Reed's not ready. Dexter Loomis is out, so I, I, I don't know. Dexter Loomis being out is so unfortunate. It's yeah. so sad to me. Uh, I, I would love if Dexter Loomis was a number one contender. Like that's who I would pick. But the only person that's uh, in the division that isn't occupied is Cameron Grimes, and he beat Finn Balor before, so he might just come out next week. I already beat you once, and I could beat you again for the championship. And that's probably something that we get, you know, something for weekly until so like uh, the next takeover, whenever that is. Yeah, because they said it's not going to be during Survivor Series weekend, right? Yeah, I believe uh, there's nothing in October, so I'm just unsure what is going on now, <laughs> and I'm I'm unsure what NXT is going to be doing for Survivor Series. Are they going to be in the? Are they going to be uh, in the Francis Brand thing? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it would suck to not have War Games, but. They are the reigning champs of the brand versus brand versus brand wars, so... I'm okay with no war games. After three years of war games, I'm okay with, like, missing one. I love all the war games matches, but I'm okay with missing, <laughs> like, just one. Do you think that there there's no war games because Undisputed Era was in all the previous war games and they will not be in existence in November? Thinking of a war, a war games without Undisputed Era, it's not a war games. Like, that's really just it. So I, I can't even think of a group of people that you would put into war games that isn't just for the sake of it, you know? Right. And Finn Balor's not doing no damn war games. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. So it if Imperium is not involved in the war games match against, like, a whole bunch of, like, faces, like... Kushida, Bronson Reed, Priest, insert two more people that I'm not sure. <laughs> so it, it, I, I'm okay with no war games for now since there's no Undisputed Era and there's not going to be no Imperium. I'm okay with them not just like throwing just a mesh of 10 people in there. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just Undisputed <laughs> Era being broken up is a heartbreaking thought, though. <laughs> it, it, it's in the mind, but you know, it's gonna live in our hearts forever, man. Yeah, you know, it will. when they rained all the gold, and then 
it kind of just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get a segment where Ro- uh, Robert Stone wants to break Shotzi Blackheart's uh, tank. I wish they would let him get, at least get one hit off. <laughs> I at really would. I, I would have liked if he, like, swung it but you know like the vibration of the bat would like hurt him like some stupid slapstick cartoony stuff but uh it leads into Aaliyah and Shotzi Blackheart bothering Io Shirai and Io Shirai is just like all right let's just go beat it just beat the shit out of Aaliyah for some reason (laughs) yeah she bumped her she stepped on her she stepped on her Jordans man like (laughs) (laughs) and now next week we'll be getting Shotzi Blackheart versus Io Shirai uh should be a good match I'm Happy for Shotzi to get this uh, title shot. She's been doing like being just a person that you just throw into a tag team in the middle of the feud. Like they did it with Tegan Knox, Rhea Ripley, and her time is now. So and she's been reliable she... though. She has been very <laughs> reliable in that role, which I think is, is yeah. what got her here. It's what brought it to the dance. She she's uh she's in the role that Candace was a year ago. And yeah. I think she's doing uh, amazing, uh, amazing with that. So should be good. I don't think she's going to win, but I think it's going to be really good. It should raise her stock a lot. And then finally, we get a face-off between Candice LeRae and Tegan Knox at the Gargano house. It didn't go into an all-out brawl like I thought it would because I guess they didn't want to like mess up any furniture. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that I'm can't glad. be their real house, though. Like That has to be a set. <laughs> Just wreck whatever you got to wreck, man. You you don't think uh, you don't think Gargano has that nice? <laughs> it might it might be nicer. I don't know. I mean, he was an NXT champion for for a while, so you know, he's uh, always held gold at NXT. He's Johnny Takeover. Those bonus checks have to be have to be pretty good. Yeah, it has to be getting like extra bread for going that extra hour. Every, exactly. Uh, <laughs> every takeover, uh, it cuts. It goes into like different segments. Uh, which I really like. It's not just like a one and done kind of thing. Tegan Knox teases that she wants to do it the, the Gargano way, which I thought was really nice. But I was just like, no way Tegan Knox would be a heel. Like, I don't think that's going to work out. Maybe, maybe though. I mean, who knows? I, I just, I don't think like, she's, because... she just looks too nice to be a heel. Like Bailey was like, you know, with the side ponytail and she eventually like took it off and, but I, I don't I don't know if Tegan could just turn it up like that, you know. It could be a slow burn to to her joining the way the same way we got. I know this is main roster, but the same way we got Cedric <laughs> Alexander jumping into the hurt business. It could they could be slowly like yeah. moving in that direction. Oh, uh, maybe if Candice LeRae gets the win in their match uh, that they eventually have, like I don't think they're just not going to have a match. Maybe she's just like, okay, I'll see it your way. Or like the stipulation will be like, see it my way now. Well, yeah. like not the match, not the official match stipulation, but you know, uh, the stipulation in a match. So that should be really cool. Velveteen Dream has a match against Tahuti Miles, who he beats the hell out of. And then Kushida comes out. So it's going to be Kushida versus Dream. I don't know how long that lasts. Uh, because I don't know when the next takeover is. Right. I'm very bad. I'm very bad with dates, but I don't think they said though. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows when the next takeover is. Yeah. So hopefully this is 
the rise of Kushida going to the top because Kushida has more or less been the same person since he was in New Japan. And now he finally got like the WWE makeover by just being a little more relentless or just like really turning it up on dream, not trying to play it, be a nice guy no more. So hopefully this is his rise to North American championship at least. And he's a guy that everybody's was excited about too. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as controversial as dream is right now, which is to say very, (laughs) controversial it's just like he is also a guy that you can rely on to have have good matches so if if Mm -hmm. they're not paying attention to the other stuff you know at the very least kashida's gonna get a good match out of it yeah i'm hoping that uh kashida gets the win here and then just like starts propelling but uh Damian Priest and Tim Thatcher finally have a date for their match. It's been two weeks. <laughs> it has been very like unsure of like when it's going to happen. It'll be happening next week. I don't think... I think it'd be really messed up for Damian Priest to lose here, but I do like Thatcher a lot. So. I do too. I, I do too. And I, I like that that vignette or promo, whatever you want to call it, where he's mm-hmm. just like... I watched Pointing the out film. his weaknesses. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I watched the film. Stuff. I know how to dismantle you. I will dismantle you. And I was just like, that's like all of this makes sense. <laughs> Even, you know, he said something about, um, he was like, yeah, you leave your feet a lot. Like, you know, that's dangerous. And it's, yeah. It's funny too, because, you know, um, I think Jim Ross said something similar on mm-hmm. AEW at, in that dark order tag match. Somebody, I forget who was, they jumped outside or I think Hulk Cabana when he went to the top rope for the finish and, you know, Jim Ross pointed out, like when you when you leave your feet in a match, like that's that's not a that's not a good idea. Only yeah. there's not much that Jim Ross could do about that from the announce table. But <laughs> Timothy Thatcher is in the ring, and he can he can make yeah. you regret it. My favorite thing about the promo is when he said, "When he swings, he leaves his arm out." just grab it and i was just like that's like boxing level scouting going on there i think that's really cool yeah yeah he's been studying the tape so i'm looking forward to that i would hate for damian priest to lose here but it you know it doesn't have to be the end of their feud like they could definitely either or can definitely be two-time north american champion or like he can be the first i'm not sure yeah but would be the first yeah it, and it, it would too. He's a guy who can who could be a number one contender for the NXT title, just not right now because mm-hmm. when yeah. he contends for it, he needs to take it. He yeah, needs to definitely. like hold that's, it for a little while. That's why I'm very worried about this uh, title match going on uh, next week. I thought it was very sudden because he just lost to Finn Balor, and he was just yep. like, "No, I'm gonna." So maybe that's just like the makeup, you know? Like, sorry, you have to job to Finn Balor, but well, not job, but you know. Lay down for Balor, but here's a uh, North American Championship shot for you. But we'll see how that goes next week, Wednesday. Finally, back to the Wednesday time slot, so that's fantastic. Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez. I thought this match was very violent and it was very good. Mercedes Martinez is an amazing performer, and so is Rhea Ripley. Yeah, it's good to see Mercedes Martinez get it, getting the uh, getting the look too, because. Mm-hmm. She was in those May Young classics, right? And I think, right. you know, I don't think we saw her for a little while after that. She, I think she popped up at AEW, but didn't get signed. Yeah. And so she, now she popped up at NXT like regularly, but this is like when NXT wasn't, you know, uh, yeah. on the USA network. So 
<laughs> it's hit or miss if you like seen it or not. <laughs> right. And also too, it's like because she wasn't signed, like they weren't exactly taking her seriously. So, you know, mm-hmm. even even with this loss though, she she's badass. She gets to look badass and like yeah. hopefully, you know, everybody can't be a champion, everybody can't, you know, be a contender, but she is a veteran. Um mm-hmm. so hopefully they find space for her to have a big moment, whether it is or isn't with the championship. And, and you know what? The main roster could use another veteran up there too. So it's like, yes. if she just breezes through and goes up top, then it's fine. So this happened on uh, WWE social media, but after she lost the match, Rob Stone basically said, she's no longer affiliated with the brand. She's out of <laughs> here. It's <laughs> just us. So I'm thinking retribution bound. Like, it just makes sense to me because the last person that was part of the Rob Stone brand that left the brand may be a part of Retribution. Like, people say that Chelsea Green is going to be in Retribution. I'm not sure. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. But I would take Mercedes Martinez uh, instead because, like you said, she is badass. She is. And, like, first of all, Rob Stone, can you be? Can you afford to be dropping people from the Rob Stone brand? Like. <laughs> I think he, he's not getting a return think, on his investment. Yeah, That's I one. Think, <laughs> I don't think you're in a position to be doing that. But but I don't two, think Ali is getting paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, if she's one of the women in retribution, then that would be quite interesting. Yeah. Her her and Mia Yim are my two like guesses to be a part of it. Because I think Mia Yim had her fa- farewell last week against Shotzi Blackheart. So Whenever they finally take the mask off and take off the Dark Vader voices, it'll be uh, these amazing uh, NXT alumni. And um, I think Caden Carter is one of the one of the women too, just because she likes to wear Converse's. And then there's a woman in Retribution who also is wearing Where's Converse. Converse's. So I don't know if I don't know if it's. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't know. know, but that's my. I know guess. a lot of people. I know a lot of people in Orlando that wear, or just like in the PC that wear Converse. You know, just on social media, like no, nobody's getting, nobody's getting nice, man. You know, nobody's <laughs> rocking Jordans, but uh, she she would be a great uh, pick. I am kind of tired of the Team Ninja thing because they're literally just used to get squashed. Her and uh, her and Casey Cannonzaro. So yeah. I would like for her to that. That would be a good move up for her. And for Rhea Ripley, Mercedes Martinez is out your way. Raquel Gonzalez is next. So that's her path uh, uh, to get through before she meets Io Shirai again, probably at the end of the year. But do you think Io Shirai has to beat her whenever they meet again? Yes. Yes. Because it doesn't make sense to just go. Not that. You know, not that Rhea Ripley's a step backwards or like a step down or anything like that, but like EO EO would need that win more just to like mm-hmm. solidify herself as a dominant NXT women's champion. Yeah. Her uh like winning it against the in the triple threat with Charlotte was a really good way, but I think Rhea Ripley will be the big win in NXT that she needs because yes, Tegan Knox was cool. Dakota Kai was cool, but Rhea Ripley is one of the big dogs in the uh, in the women's division, so yeah, definitely need that win there. And that's our show. Let's that's go. It. Oh, that was, 
time flies by when you're talking shit about AEW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I could do all day, man. So I, could, I really could. <laughs> I mean, it is it is very easy to do. Yeah. But uh, I am very glad to have you on your uh, on the show. Thank you for inviting me, man. I was happy to get the invite. You will be replacing me in the 2K19 finale in the six-man match with <laughs> K5 and Mark. That's a mistake. I'm not good at 2K19, man. Like <laughs> Cornell already put out uh Cornell already put out the challenge on RSPN earlier this week, talking his stuff. I'm not that great at 2K. I could live with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I faced Cornell in a in a last man standing match once, and it's just like I got beat so bad. And did he, like, did he use the Brock Lesnar that had the 450? No, he used <laughs> he used Randy Orton, and it's like my mistake was that like I just kept getting up. I kept getting up at nine, and then I get a little, a little bit of offense in, and he put me right back down. So I I must have done that about like five or six times before he finally finished me off. But just like, the, it was bad. The The level of commitment isn't there because I never thought about giving my Triple H a shooting star press. So <laughs> <laughs> there's level of commitment here. Yeah. But you got to make me proud. <laughs> I won't. My, I won't. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all my energy. Don't let him get any finishers off. That's all I can give you. <laughs> you think let has anything to do? You think I let? <laughs> let is not a part of that equation. The, the online stuff gets a little shaky when there's six men in there. So just make sure your R2 is, is, is straight. <laughs> I'll be watching from Tony Hawk. But if there's, that anything that you, if there's anything you want to plug that you're doing outside of all your other big projects... <laughs> Nah, man, just uh, ESPN's Cheap Heat Podcast. We release an episode every week. Um, mm-hmm. This week's should be coming in um, tomorrow, which is Friday. Uh, you can get it wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Apple, all that. ESPN's Cheap Heat Podcast with Peter Rosenberg and myself. All right. Uh, this week oh, on at, the A-Show. That guy, Greg, oh, on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for being here on the channel this week. We have the A show. We have this show. Spot color should be coming back. We are going to be reviewing TNA Victory Road 2001. <laughs> <laughs> it was suggested. We're going to do it. I've never seen the show before. I don't think I've seen that one. You said Victory Road 2001. Yes, that's the one with Jeff Hardy and Sting, the infamous yeah. match. That was I the highlight. That. I didn't see the show, <laughs> but I saw it, that. I don't know how to feel about it, but we're gonna do it. The the Stardom uh, Five Star Grand Prix special will be coming as well. I just have to watch all the tournament matches for that. And you can always listen to the Reedy Writers Room. It's an, not timely. You can listen to it whenever. Uh, booking Brock Lesnar and what happens if Shawn Michaels never broke his back? I wasn't really watching around that time, but. <laughs> it's a good episode and everybody should check it out. 